going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of No One Is Listening. Uh, my name is Steve. With me, as always, is Jen. Jen, you want to say what's up? Hi, everybody. Uh, so we got another episode for you today. But before we get started on our topics for today, Jen, what's happening out in the streets? Do you have any <laughs> news for us? Any any updates that we got to uh, give to our listeners so they're in the know? Well, I'm assuming you're talking about, like, Hollywood industry, Hollywood so not industry. just things that yeah. are happening in our lives. No, no, um, en- enough of that, enough of that. Yeah, yeah, nobody cares about us in real life. Um, I don't really have a lot or have anything I want to talk about, except, like, um, we're recording this, like, on a on Juneteenth, um, or June 20th, but mm-hmm. uh, this morning, it's, um, so there's a really famous Hollywood director slash writer named Paul Haggis. Do you know Paul Haggis? Uh, I, I, I'm familiar with his work, uh, when you, like, when I looked him up, but I didn't know him, like, by name. Yeah, so, you know, I think, he's not an actor, so he's, like, behind the scenes, but he wrote Million Dollar Baby, um, Crash, um, there's something he's done more recently than the two movies that I just named, which are, like, super old by now, but, um, but yeah, he's, he's kind of a really well-respected writer and director um i think he wrote one of the uh casino royale so he's done um, some of the james bond stuff anyways um he was detained in italy on um sexual assault and aggravated personal injury charges and the actual charges are really horrific um or allegations i should say and um he was in italy for uh a film festival and then that's where he was detained by the Italian police um the only reason why I'm like I mean because I feel like like stories like this unfortunately are just like one very like so many um but he's a very outspoken critic of Scientology so he um in recent times like for gone for for went <laughs> what is the past past tense of foregone forego um he basically came out as um uh as somebody who used to be a hardcore scientologist and then has mm. has turned and you know i would say is on like sort of the leah remini uh uh stratosphere of just right. really really um uh influential powerful hollywood Scientologist, former Scientologist. And so I, I was just like annoyed by all of this because, you know, he's done so much work and like kind of coming out against that and kind of trying to make aware of everybody, uh, make aware of like just these terrible, terrible practices that like Scientology um, is rooted in. And, and then he is then turns around and is accused of things like this. And it just feels like a dilution of some of the bigger arguments he's trying to make against, you know, something else. So um, I'm supremely, supremely disappointed, but also if these allegations are true, which by the way, um, he's been accused of other allegations before this. So this isn't his first time in this like, rodeo and mm-hmm. um uh you know i hope he gets punished if this is if these turn allegations turn out to be true um because they're terrible so that's that's kind of upsetting to start the podcast with but this is this just happened so uh yeah that's kind of what's on my mind right now yeah i mean uh, uh, allegations are always 
are always like tricky right especially mm-hmm. in like hollywood when you're dealing with like performers and i mean in this case you know he's not a performer but you know there are performers like involved in some like the the news that uh i haven't been keeping like super close tabs on but i've just been like reading about it here and there's like ezra miller and uh go for flash, it yeah you know? um yep. so ezra miller has played the flash in you know multiple dc movies most of which i actually have not watched but it's just like you know i i just their characters like i'm familiar with so i'll i'll just like catch up once in a while and um so they have been accused of i think by like parents of a of a of of a daughter that you know Ezra Miller had been grooming that that child um or their child for some time and then i don't know like they went to the the parents went to the police and now Ezra Miller and that and their daughter are just like missing mm. and like cannot be found um and obviously like first and foremost what is of like the what is like the most important thing is the safety of like their daughter yeah um hopefully hopefully she's fine um but you know it is just so complicated because it's like then i think about like what is like not nearly as important but like where my mind went to after obviously hoping that the, the daughter's okay is like what do you do with this movie because it's like, like it's still a year out and yeah, I, yeah. I feel like i've been seeing they've been like shooting this movie for like years you know i i like remember it's just been they've been working on this movie for so free long and it's is like is it because of COVID? Out i i mean i'm sure i'm sure part of it for sure you know but it's like it i was like man when isn't that supposed to come out like next week is like still a year away and it's like what do you do with that movie because i think the reports are that warner brothers is no longer and again i think these are just rep- like re- i'm not i'm not reporting this and i don't think this is concrete i this, these are just like rumors that like warner brothers doesn't want to move forward with ezra miller as like that character anymore yeah um and it's just like what a hot mess it's such a hot mess i would not want to be is yeah. the people working out what they should be doing here. Right. Cuz like you made a good point before we recorded, right? It's like it's easy to be like, "Oh, like don't, you know, throw the movie away." And like don't even don't even do it. But um to something you mentioned was like, you know, like Ezra Miller was like one part of the movie. Like I get yeah, I get that, yeah. that they're they're starring in it, but so many people work on a movie you know it's their and it's livelihood like, it's yeah like, yeah it's just it's such a tough call to make in those kinds of situations and it just it just sucks for so many people involved and, and obviously like the people that it sucks for the most are the people who have like these like real life health and safety concerns for like their family members well-being mm-hmm. and it's yeah. just it's just such a downer it's just such a downer and we tried we tried looking for like upper news <laughs> And we could not find any. We're like, whatever, let's just record. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, that's like life in general. It's like, yeah. you know what, whatever. Yeah. Everything but, sucks. But, but you know what? You know what didn't suck, Jen? Yeah. Paddington two. 
Patty, so we're gonna get into our homework. Yeah, assignment. we're gonna, yeah. That that's our episode today. We're gonna we're gonna go over our homework assignments. You had to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from the '80s, the late '80s. I watched Paddington Two. And, and I was nervous that even with this like 90% confidence that I thought you would like it, there's always that 10% being like, why did you assign this? I like got no joy out of this. Um, you, know, you know what, Jen? I'll be I'll be completely honest with you. The first. Maybe like the first like 10, 15 percent of the movie, yeah. I was like, "What the hell? What, what am I watching here?" <laughs> like, and you know, there are certain, um, you know, I'll just I'll just like get right into it. It's like, and spoiler alert, I guess if you haven't watched Paddington Two yet, like everything before he goes to jail is kind of like not not what am, up yeah, your what, alley. Yeah, yeah what am I watching? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no it's not even the family film aspect of it, but there's a certain um the, there's like, like a certain saccharine sweetness. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It, it, it's like the visuals. Okay. So do you remember um visuals? We're going to talk about visuals here. No, no, no. You you'll you'll see what I mean. Like the the sets, it's like do you remember um when Tim Burton did like Willy Wonka? Do you remember that with Johnny Depp? Yes. Like well, first of all, it's it really like hits me over the head when specific like um, UK actors are used, and mm-hmm. so I, I I'm seeing people from like Harry Potter mm-hmm. and yeah, like Wonka. who's who in like the yeah, British film. yeah, yeah. Like, they're all but here. I've never seen them in anything other than that role, and so when I see all of them show up in Paddington, I'm like, wait, what am I watching? And there's a certain like surreal like unrealism in this movie like the way like the homes are and mm-hmm. i remember watching like willy wonka and it's like you know charlie um is like living in that house with his family mm-hmm. and like with like his parents and his grandparents i'm like oh that's like not real like that like you can't live like that like it's like six people in like a room yeah. but it's yeah. like with pulleys and stuff, and that there's a certain like feel there that I got when watching like the first few minutes of Paddington Two in like that's not London, that's not what London looks like. Mm-hmm. That's not like, the streets are like these homes are like crammed together. Even like, I don't know, it, it's really hard to explain, but it there's a certain like UK aesthetic in these like movies, these like children's movies that like require a uh, suspension of disbelief before we've e- even gotten to like the plot it's just yeah. like this and that like really threw me threw me off because i thought paddington 2 was like an american like a u.s produced movie and it clearly uh, uh-huh, is not uh-huh, you uh-huh. know and so i had to like get adjusted to that um and so everything before the jail i was just like I was like falling asleep. I was like, "What is going on?" And then we get to jail, and this is like a very bizarre thing to say. And then once we get to to the jail, it like really picks up. And I was like, "Oh, this is." I I will tell you, Jen. Like, someone like um uh, someone messaged me like before I watched this, and I was like, "I can't believe I have to. I can't believe I'm gonna watch this." And they were like, "Oh, Paddington is goaded," and I was like, "What?" Like, yeah, Paddington is goaded. Why like, won't you that- believe me? I was like, no way. And but no, but after after the jail, it's it's crazy how much I ended up caring about like an anthropomorphized like yes. bear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And his relationship with his aunt. Yeah. Who's, oh, aunt Lucy. 
Morpheus like bear and he just like makes friends everywhere it's even like the jail scene like that jail makes no sense but that's what I mean like that UK like setting I mean the fact that you've spent like 10 minutes talking about how you have to have like suspend the bully I'm just like you understand we're talking about a movie about a bear that blends into a human family and nobody thinks it's like strange like the entire movie is like you have to suspend your belief but it's just so good like it's such a blend of like comedy and um drama and action and like I don't know like there's just something about it it's so magical it like all works um you know why I think it all works too I, I wrote this down the reason all of this works, even though it makes, like, no sense, is that, like, and and we've talked about this a little bit with, like, the Marvel movies, which is, like, a really weird, like, connection to make. But, like, when you get, like, theater-trained actors, that is the best way yeah. to help yeah. an audience, an audience sus- like, suspend their disbelief. Because, yeah. you know, these are actors and actresses and, and performers who for their entire lives have just been on a stage yeah yeah. selling the fact that they are not on a stage and they are in a different time a different place you know they don't need things to look real or even exist in their physical space right Mm -hmm. and so when you watch them act with a bear that is not there yeah you totally believe you're like yo this they're crazy they're, they're acting so like the good. bear is there, you know? Um, even someone like American audiences are used to, like Hugh Grant, mm-hmm. you know? Um, like, you believe the whole time he, like, hates this bear. Can we talk about Hugh Grant for a sec? Sure, let's do it. Fucking scene stealer. <laughs> like, he puts <laughs> so much in this movie that, like... Sells it so hard. And I think at some point he was just like, you know what, I'm just gonna go for it, because what have I got to that's, lose? That's, that's, that's the theater-trained, like, acting. It's like, they all just go for it. There's no holding back. There's no, this is stupid. There's Literally, you can't, he you can't is believe that. so crazy. Like, the most, one of the most memorable villains ever. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I firmly stand by that. And I think, like, he just, I I mean, honestly, I think a lot can be said about Hugh Grant and his career. And, you know, he's built this whole, I mean, the back half of his career so far has been not so much like these, like, doofy, lovable right. rom-com heroes. Um, but I think, like, like, you didn't watch the first Paddington, right? No, no, I didn't. I didn't. Um, the I mean, I don't, I guess, spoiler alert, but, like, Nicole Kidman is the villain in the first first one, and she's fine, but, like, there's just something about, like, the way that he just puts it all on the line to play this, like, really wild, out-there, narcissist, narcissistic villain. Like, I don't know, like, part of what made this movie so much fun for me was just watching him... And this, like, character that he's, like, clearly enjoying playing and just having the time of his life with on. Um, but, yeah. So, anyways, I don't think you have to watch the first one. Because I think if you like the second one, you're, like, the first one is not as great. And, like, if you I, didn't like the first, like, 15% of the movie, like, it's mostly that. Because they have to set up why he joins this 
um, what is it, the Brown family? Um, yeah, the Brown family. And uh, the whole movie is about that, and I don't think you'll like it as much. But I thought there was much more in within the second one that you'd find kind of comical at the very least. Um, yeah, no, so it's. I'm good. glad to hear that. I'm glad yeah, to hear that. No, it was good. Like everything after the jail, like is is like great. It's it's it's. It got to the point where, you know, I was like, man, maybe I should have had my wife watch this with me. Yeah, you know, I think she would like it. Yeah, it's yeah, but it was there are parts of it that like you have to prepare yourself, or I at least had to prepare myself for before like going in. Um, or I wish I had prepared myself for going in, but um, you know, once you like settle in, right? It it really. It's it's it is quite enjoyable for yeah. sure. I would, yeah. I would, I'd recommend it to anyone. To be honest with you. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. All right, tell me about <laughs> your experience. It was fine. Um, I don't know. I don't remember watching this as a kid, so I think I would have liked it. Young me probably would have loved it. Mm-hmm. Old me is like, oh, everything looks so dated and cheesy um there's like a grittiness to it that like was kind of cool but then I thought yeah but then I was looking at the at some of the reviews and like I thought like some of the like um like the the cuts and like um I guess cinematography um was kind of like not great and I thought it was because I mean this is a movie that came out in like what 1989 1990 but I'm like reading some of the reviews and I think they're from that time and they're like this is visually rough and I'm just like okay so it's not just me in 2022 that's like oh like I'm so used to like better effects and whatever um it literally I think even during then was like kind of cited as as like not great um so I don't know like the storyline's fine like it's it's fine it's fine for a non-adult like preteen, like whatever age you are when you're into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles unless like you're into them now as a 30 something year old that's fine too but it was fine it was just generally like a silly thing um I'm surprised by some of the people not some of the people in the cast but like I think that Sam Rockwell is in this movie. Yo, and I was like, is, what? Did you recognize him immediately? No. Yo, um, he, he's my favorite part of the movie where, like, the kids are there, and he's like, they're like, you get cigarettes, and he's like, <laughs> regular or menthol? <laughs> I just, I, I was like, uh, I guess we all have to do stuff and start somewhere. Um, but did you know that, um, so the guy who plays Splinter um the you know the master um is kevin clash who used to be elmo on sesame street oh i didn't know that yeah i mean i mean i like look up every movie that i watch but like i was like oh that makes a lot of sense because i think this was like the henson like the henson um Mm. Jim Henson and his like whatever company is involved in this um, to a certain degree. So I don't know. It was fine. <laughs> Do you know who's the voice for Donatello? Uh, is it someone I would know? Yeah, it's Corey Feldman. Holy! 
Um, I didn't know that. Yeah. I don't know that I recognize that. Um, did you feel like there's like it's slightly racist this movie? Oh, tell me more. Like, what, I don't like, know. like just like the portrayal of like the what is it, the yakuza or like whatever, like the gang that's I mean, oh. it's a Japanese gang, right? Um, like, not necessarily. No, I, 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 I mean, you know. I was a very impressionable young child the first time I watched this. Yeah. So, you know, my mind goes to very specific places and a very specific, like, uh, yeah, like it was just a very specific place and frame when I, every time I rewatch this movie, um, it's like a dopamine hit. So mm. I, I don't. So you don't rec- like none of that not, clocks with you because not, like, not really, your no. feelings for this is just so like right. positive. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so like nostalgic for me. You know, it's not like the way I. There's certain movies like when I rewatch, I pick up different things each time, and, and and that's certainly the case with this movie as well. But it's like I'm just turned right back into like a like a four year old. Yeah, when I watch okay, this movie. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. I think if I had a different relationship with it, I feel the same way. But I have some what of a distance to it. Um, not because I wasn't a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan I am like I grew up watching the cartoons and stuff and have uh have a lot of fondness for these four turtles um (laughs) the loving turtles but yeah this movie was like okay I'm almost positive this movie is why I love pizza (laughs) hilarious (laughs) I'm like pretty sure that's where it started hilarious Um, yeah no it's again Okay, so all right, that that's fair. Everything you're saying is fair, and it's a little sobering, you know. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. But I, I get. It. You, but okay, isn't it great when like Raph and Leo make up when they wake up? Yeah, yeah. It's great, right? Yeah. And then the yeah. scene where they're where Splinter shows up in the fire, that's like great, right? Yes. That yes. It gets you a little bit, it right? It does. It does. Yeah. Okay. All of it was fine. Um. Do the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exist now for, like, kids now? Oh, oh Or are yeah. they not a thing? Oh, uh, yeah. They keep trying to make it a thing. You okay. know what I mean? Um, okay. they, they, like, rebooted every once in a while, you know? So. Have you watched the other ones? Um, I've watched the two sequels, the two live-action sequels. The second one is, it is definitely shot a lot better, but it is, like, the campiness is like jacked up to 11 and all the grittiness and all the family stuff um is like almost entirely gone mm. you know so it it they really make it like a child's movie and not that the first one is not like childish yeah. but there are aspects to it where you're just like okay this seems more like a coming of age story than a than like a a little like a little little child's movie you know mm, okay um and that's like all totally gone. I mean, vanilla ice is in it in the second one it's uh-huh. corresponding like song and music video i think and um so yeah and then the third one is like absolute hot trash it's like it is unwatchable is i've literally only one, watched it once is the third one just tmnt no no no. you're talking about the same vein of yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay because they did a like yeah, that TMNT, animated that one, one. That one is way later, 
and you find out at the very very end it's set it in the same continuity because like the last scene they show relics and like artifacts from the previous three movies yeah okay um but you don't know that like watching it i you texted know. you being like is this the one i'm watching and you're like no i was like, like okay. no wrong century <laughs> you're in the wrong century. but now i feel sad because like you assigned this to me because it was leaving netflix and it turned out tmnt was also leaving netflix and i wish i had seen it because chris evans is one of the voices um oh, he that is? movie has that movie tmnt has like a ton of like really interesting actors so like chris evans sarah michelle geller kevin smith is in it patrick stewart zang z like what is happening um i wish i had i had seen it but it left netflix at the same time so (laughs) maybe someday it'll be back and you can text me when you discover it in the middle of the night like you did for the last one i i i mean i don't know if i'm gonna know it's back but if if it comes back and i notice it i will will yes please let me know yes absolutely Cool. All right. So I feel like we had successful assignments. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's go on to two movies you you and I watched. Uh, not together, but we did text each other um, after we watched it. What do you want to do first? You want to do Doctor Strange first or Top Gun first? Let's do Doctor Strange because let's, do let's just go in the chronological order of the yes. release. Yeah. yeah. So what did you think of Doctor Strange? Um. At first, I was like, all right, you know, it's not bad. Um, the more I, like, am removed from it, I saw it twice, actually. I saw it once, like, for uh, pleasure, and once mm-hmm. for, like, business. Like, I um, went to see, like, for work. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was surprised at how much I did actually enjoy it the second time around. But yeah. there are definitely like pockets of time like major pockets of time where i'm just like on my phone because i'm like one this in either the theater, doesn't in the yeah in the theater what one it either doesn't make sense or two like i don't care like it does it this part actually does not matter you have know? you watched these other the other marvel movies more than once in the theater and been like that the second time no, no. There, there have been other movies I've watched twice, um, like Spider-Man: No Way Home. I watched twice, and for same reason, right? One was pleasure, one was one was business, or one was personal. One was uh for with like work people, and um, like I'm locked in the whole time, you know, like locked yeah. in the whole time. And this movie, there, there are aspects to it that are good, and you know, Cumberbatch is actually good in it. Like mm-hmm. he, he like the the performances are not the problem, right? Mm-hmm. No one no one is mailing this in, um. And I've seen I think people are overblowing a little bit how good Elizabeth Olsen in it, is in it. She's not obviously not bad, and she she is quite good in it. But I'm not like oh my god, she's amazing. Okay, I thought she was amazing, but okay. Did, did, okay, uh, I just um, for me it's hard not to see like the seams when mm-hmm. I watch Doctor Strange and, and and tell me if you agree but it's like the stuff you and I have talked about where you know it's like this was supposed to come out before Spider-Man No Way Home mm-hmm. um and Sony was like oh like that's cute you like your stupid little timeline and the like release dates of your movies and stuff but FYI like just in case you forgot um like yeah profit sharing is a thing but distribution is 
100% ours. And yeah. so this is Spider-Man No Way Home is coming out December 2021, whether you like it or not. And so you can keep the scripts the same or you can rewrite them. Just know that this movie is coming out on this day. And so they had to rewrite. And we talked about that, you know, when we discussed Spider-Man No Way Home. So it's hard not to see how this movie, more than Spider-Man, I guess, really suffers from that process of having to be rewritten like and reshot on the fly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know if, if, if you notice like the same thing. Cause like, okay, here's the thing, Jen, like, you know, what's the coolest part is, um, you remember the scene where they're like going through the different America Lucky Chavez. Uh -huh. Yeah. Or taking Dr. Strange through. And it's like, there's one where there's pain and there's all yeah, these. Yeah. Right. And the place they, and this is a criticism I had heard before and I didn't really think about it, but it made sense. It's like the place they land is just to where like of all of the infinite, possibilities you could end up you ended up a place where pizza is a ball and red means go and mm -hmm, green mm -hmm. means stop that's where you ended up and everything else is like kind of the same mm -hmm. you know um it i feel like that was kind of kind of a bummer you mm -hmm. know this movie can be kind of a bummer sometimes and i know people okay tell me what you think about this and then i, I i'll I, I would really actually like to know what you think you know the scene where they have kind of like that fan casting with the Illuminati? Do you remember that scene where like, you know, Patrick Stewart comes out as like Charles? Yes, Peter yes, 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 yes. And, and, you know, and um, I mean, spoiler Chris alert, if you haven't watched it, yeah. but it's been like three months. Um, yes, John Krasinski. Krasinski yeah, comes out yeah. as Mr. Fantastic and stuff, and, and Haley Atwell comes out as um, Captain Carter. Do you think they did that because they were like, we got to put something in this movie that'll get people talking? Because outside of that, I feel like there was nothing else that people would really talk about other than that. That's what I'm asking. What do you think? Um, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I think I think this is a hard movie because mm. one, I don't particular. I mean, it's not because like I don't. I personally don't like Doctor Strange. Like, I didn't like the first movie. I I rarely find joy in seeing him, and to me, he's just very like cocky in a way that like is not Iron Man cocky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love Benedict Cumberbatch. It's not him. It's just uh, it's yeah, just yeah. Doctor Strange. Um, and I think as a standalone, it probably is. I think this movie is a hard sell as a standalone, like as um as a Doctor Strange movie without some of the other elements that you're talking about. So in that sense, like maybe yes, because um I wouldn't say he's the most popular superhero or like Marvel person, Marvel hero. I don't know what you want to call it. Um, Avenger, yes, Avenger. Um, and also, I think so. One of the things I did like about this is it's such a departure from some of the other stuff. And I think if this is where yes, phase four yeah. is going, then I'm into it because if you look at like the other phases of MCU, like I, Avengers, like the first movie was on TV the other day. So I just like had it on and I'm like, it's, that's a, that's so predictably like, it's just a straight up, just a, it's a superhero movie. And the first Avengers. Mm -hmm. And I find that with a lot of the other movies. And I think that, 20 years into this and 20 movies later, like you have to 
to change things up. And I think they've started really doing that, but like, mm. you know, changing up the directors that they work with or, um, or just like the risks that they're taking, even with like their foray into, uh, TV and WandaVision. I'll keep talking about WandaVision. And so it's been nice to see this change of directions and change, like I'm calling it an experimental phase. Like it all seems very experimental to me. And so them trusting, what is it, Sam Raimi with this? And like, this is a horror, this is the most horror movie you're going to get out of like the Marvel all, all the members. I was very flabbergasted about by the carnage in this movie. Like, oh, explain. There are so many people who die in every single. Like, let's talk about like end game. Like, so many people die, but like, it just felt so much more violent, and mm. not just because we actually see blood. Like, you don't see blood in Marvel movies. You see blood in this movie. You know, um, it just it felt so like violent in a way that like some of the other movies haven't and it felt and that's just i think a byproduct of what this movie is which is essentially a horror like uh it it like it's horror adjacent i I will say it's not a horror movie so in all of that stuff like i think it feels very like i'm into this direction because i'm into being surprised and shaken up um there's some jump the scares time, for sure. There's jump there's jump scares. Yeah, there's movies. definitely jump scares in this movie. Oh my god, like Wanda scared the crap out of me in one scene. Um but do I did I love this movie? I don't know. And I think the reason why I haven't seen it again and I don't feel the need to is exactly what you like I think there were so many parts that were so entertaining and then I think there were other parts that like really drag and I but I think that's that's what it is when it's it you're right like you can tell they were changing things and like and the thing is like you can only really do that with this type of music movie because like the whole concept and of like multiverses Mm -hmm. and jumping Mm -hmm. between like is so flexible and fluid and doesn't make sense that like you can throw a lot of stuff on the wall and have it not make sense and then just that's the nature of multiverse movies or what this is like it's not supposed to make sense so i don't know i well that's why i kind of like give it a lot of grace right it's like i I, i'm here saying like i didn't enjoy it or there are parts i enjoyed but there are large swaths that i did not but i don't mind if anything i i think i texted you in in some ways, I'm actually kind of impressed they were able to put together a movie that even made like 25% sense, mm-hmm. considering the the circumstances. I, I okay, so I because I have a question because you'd mentioned that you thought like Elizabeth Olsen was like really good in it, right? Which mm-hmm. I I don't I don't I'm not arguing against per se, but in terms of her character, did you find it peculiar that you needed to know what happened in Wandavision? Yes, yeah, but it was actually better if you wikipedia it than you watched it because i felt like man isn't she like i i did not know this was where she was emotionally at the end of that show that is not where i thought that's not where we left was yeah Uh, do you disagree with that because i feel like you you're you're a little more in tune with that than i am because i like i walked away from wandavision being like 
Oh no, you're. Geez. You know what? As you're saying that, you're a thousand percent right because it's not that Wandavision ends on a happy note, but like right, exactly. she, it ends on a remorseful, like she repentant note, right? Yeah. And then, and then you go off thinking like, okay, she's gonna go off and really work on herself and think and about the kids. shit that she's like, done. Yes. Yeah. And this movie just turns that upside down and like actually like takes her character back like a thousand steps because it turns out that she's not repentant at all and she's hell-bent on recreating the world that like you know she had created so you're totally actually you're totally totally right about that um I found this uncomfortable like I found the depth and the level of her grief and what comes out of that really uncomfortable because so many so much carnage happens because of her and like it felt more intimate in a way that like you know other villains like their mo's are like about power like getting power or like being the most like it's like a power trip right like her her it's it's grief and because grief is so intimate like i think that's why like i'm like this is the scariest villain and this is like a villain that I don't want to spend time with because it does it it doesn't feel shallow like what drives her. Um, whereas like Thanos, I don't fucking care. Like he's just power hungry and like it it's it's something we've seen so many times before. Like her, like she's scary. Like she's so much scarier to me than Thanos because because a woman scorned, a woman out for revenge. Like I shouldn't say woman, just a person scorned and a person out for revenge is like willing to do whatever it takes to like get what they want like that's that's like you know the, the driven by grief like that's that's really scary to me so um yeah I don't know I thought she was just so good and like I don't necessarily think the other actors are not good but like I I just thought she was in a different movie in terms of like the what she was doing and what her what's being asked of her character versus like even Doctor Strange in this movie is about that the one other thing that I want to mention Steve like I I love Rachel McAdams, but I do not buy their chemistry, and I do not understand that storyline. Like, it, it would almost make yeah. me feel better if, like, that whole thing didn't exist, because, like, she, like, serves, like, no purpose, and, like, I mean, I guess you can say the same about, like, a lot of the other love interests, but, like, I also think it's you know? because maybe, like, I don't feel like they have chemistry. I'm not sure what it is, but, like, I literally am just, like, normally I'm into this. I'm into, like, romance, even if it's a little bit. But, like, here I'm just, like, this is so unnecessary. Like, she does not need to be here and the movie would be yeah. fine. And he, his right. motivations and what, what drives him, like, would be, like, fine. You know, I, 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 I'm actually going to – I think you're being a little too gracious because you take a look at the other – like, you take a look at Gwyneth and – Robert Downey Jr. You mm-hmm. take a look at um, Haley Atwell and Chris Evans, even like Natalie Portman and Chris Hemsworth, mm-hmm. and I I actually think you're being a little too nice about mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. because in all those other instances, it's actually like fire, mm-hmm. you know? It's mm-hmm. really just this, and which is very bizarre because uh, Cumberbatch and McAdams are so good, like independent of each yeah. other. Yep. But in this, you're just like, yo, I could not care less. I think like, it just I, means I, that you can be the best actors, but like if you don't have chemistry with somebody, you just don't have chemistry with somebody. It's and that's fine. Did they did they, did they have chemistry that first one? Do you recall? Because you know what? Did you watch What If by chance? I watched the first episode, which I think was the most relevant to Doctor Strange because it was about um Captain Carter or Peggy. 
Okay, okay. There, there's another episode of What If that um, ties in pretty heavily to, um, to Multiverse of Madness, mm-hmm. and it's like I'll, I'll send you the but, but their animated versions have a ton of chemistry, mm-hmm. and so it was really disappointing to see like the lack thereof in in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I think it relies actually really heavily on that episode, like it it requires you to buy in on that episode of mm. essentially in that episode what happens is um uh there's a universe where dr strange um like uh like rachel mcadams like passes away on that day you know of the car accident yeah he becomes you know dr strange or whatever and then he finds out he can use a time stone to go back right mm-hmm. and he like keeps trying to make sure she doesn't pass away. It's like, hey, let's not go to that dinner. Or hey, let's just stay in. Or hey, you know, let's get married. Yeah. And each time she just dies anyway, you know? And mm-hmm. it like kills him inside. And that's what leads him to become like kind of like, you know, that Doctor Strange with like that third eye. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and so um it yeah, it is truly bizarre because she is awesome. Yes. And th- there's like nothing there. Yeah. There's like nothing there. Yeah it, yeah. it makes no sense. Um. Can I ask you another question? Yeah. How do you interpret, if at all, the way they handled? Because you mentioned like, oh, it's like there's like a lot of carnage. It's like more violent. Like the way th- those characters in the Illuminati die. How do you interpret that? Like, how do you interpret, if at all? these characters that are either fan casted or beloved like in Patrick Stewart's case just getting trucked so fast like is do you think that there's something meta going on there where it's like oh is this what you want we'll okay give it to you. not only will we give it to you but then we're gonna snatch it away in like the most painful way possible and you only get it for like you know 600 seconds yeah yeah, it's probably one of those things too. Like you have no idea like what goes behind on in the scenes and the negotiations that happen and stuff. But like you know, like I don't think they do this anymore. But like you know, some of the old, old OG Avenger actors have talked about like the contracts that you get locked into when you sign on to oh, become yeah. like Captain America, Iron Man, or yeah, whatever. I, I've and heard they don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yes, and I think I think like at the very least you are probably committed to like a two picture deal at least, you know, like a sequel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're not like here's ten years of your life that you promise we will come first. Um, right. and so in one sense, I'm like I wonder if that's how you can get people like a Patrick Stewart and a John Krasinski like this can be a peg in your like you know filmography or whatever, and we're not asking you for anything other than two weeks of your time on a set and you're and what's going to happen is like you play a fan favorite and and you're in and out and you'll make an impact in this movie but like we don't have to talk about like what does this mean for my arc and like will I be back for like four other movies and kind of thing so like from a production standpoint maybe that but like um I don't know because like I'm not I don't I didn't necessarily like that didn't make too much of a thing for me because I wasn't not I wasn't expecting it I wasn't expecting it but like I also I'm not as versed in the Marvel universe to understand what 
some of this stuff means, right? So, like, I don't really care, I guess, about, like, the Fantastic Four characters or just, like, X-Men characters or things that are outside of the Avengers world. So, like, for me, it wasn't as, like, it wasn't anything more than, like, oh, cool, John Krasinski's in this movie. (laughs) Oh, cool, he died. Like, um, yeah, so I'm probably not the best person to be asking this question and um i don't know i think this just goes back to they're literally they're just taking as many chances as they can and signing these actors yeah. on to as many things as they can and yeah i don't it feels know focus groupy right yes yes it's yes, groupy yes. like hey yeah. if you like it we'll bring it back and if you don't they're gone forever yeah don't um, worry about it yeah um I think, yeah, I, I, there, there's probably an element of, of truth in there where, you know, you don't know what's going on backstage and what, whether people are, because, like, I still don't know, does that mean, like, John Krasinski is actually going to be in th- this new, like, Fantastic Four movie? Like, mm-hmm. who knows? But um, I don't think so. Do you yeah, think so? I, I, it's hard to tell. It's hard to because people did seem to really like him. That has been fan casting, and he was, like, fine in it. Um, but, but let me tell you, like, uh, let me tell you, like, what's not going away, right, is Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And, uh, We're gonna do this. We love we're, this. We're, we're, we're doing this. Um, and, you know, talking about casting, let me, let me tell you what, what casting they nailed is Miles Teller as Rooster, Glenn Powell as Hangman, um, Let's go straight into Top Gun. What did you think of of Top Gun? Because I think you watched it more recently than I did, right? Uh, I think I watched it. When did it come out? It was opening weekend, like the first weekend of June. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I watched the opening weekend. Oh, okay. So we watched it around the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What did you think? It is the most fun I've had in a movie theater in a very long time. This movie slaps. It slaps so very hard. hard. It very slaps hard. so hard. Yeah, it knocked me. Knocked me. Like, and I wasn't expecting any of that. And I based this off of, I rewatched the first Top Gun just to quote unquote prepare myself, even though you don't need to. (laughs) Wait, when? When did you rewatch it? I don't know, like two days before the going to see Maverick. Um, And the first one sucks. (laughs) The first one is so bad. Okay, here's the thing. In its defense, okay, at the time, it was awesome. Okay, at the time, it really was awesome. Like, I think I had read something like, um, <laughs> like after uh, the movie, like applications to like the Navy shot mm-hmm. up. Um, I mean, the movie was essentially paid for by the Navy. I feel like, it, right? No, yeah. It, it, no, I think specifically, like, yeah. We're not joking. Like, yeah, it, it was like it absolutely was. Yeah. Um. Was this and, movie paid by the Navy as well, or? I, I think so. I don't okay. think so. Okay. But um, it's just the first one is also odd. There are scenes that just make make like no one plays beach volleyball in denim, right? Mm-hmm. And there's just so much like coconut oil used to like lather people. <laughs> yes. 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 The and the the sex scene is like entirely too erotic almost. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this movie, it, it I, it's so good, Jen. It's so good. Yeah, it's everything so works. Good. Yeah. That's everything. Everything works, and it's like truly. I don't want to say bizarre, but did you? What did you think of the chemistry? Because we talked about Benedict and um, Rachel McAdams. Did you also like? I I I have a hard time buying Tom Cruise like doing anything that like normal humans do on a regular basis. Like mm-hmm. he he like runs kind of weird. He his like sports scenes are always a little weird. Um, and I've never really bought his chemistry with any like female lead really after the year like 2004 right yeah yeah did you am i crazy in thinking he had legit chemistry with jennifer connelly am i crazy but like who wouldn't have chemistry but she's so beautiful like i feel like she's been girl crush or like just for a year for like decades it's like her third decade being like a girl crush like i'm just like how old is she but I I think you're 100% right. I think he absolutely has chemistry with Jennifer Connelly. I think that storyline is legitimately, like, well done. It, and it's like, it good. And it doesn't take away from... Because he... Because I did not buy the storyline in the original Top Gun, the original romance that he has. It's terrible. Um, also, because the lady looks, like, so much older than him, even in the regular Top Gun. And I firmly believe that she's not in this version because I don't think she looks like Jennifer Connelly, which just sucks, which sucks. It's, like, ageism and, like, well, sexism, but, like, right, right. whatever. It's But it's nobody's fault that Tom Cruise looks like he's, like, in his, like, 40s, even though he's not. So that's that's sad. But um, uh, I I don't know, like... You know, Iceman, is it Iceman? Iceman, Iceman, yeah. Iceman being back and being used in the way that he's used. Like, everything about this movie is just, So good. It's so good. And not only is it, like, the action and, like, all the stuff good. Like, the writing's actually really good. And, like, the biggest... It's good. It's so good because, like, you know, like, all the training montages and stuff. Like, it's so perfectly set up, like, all of the training montages for that, like, last 25 minutes of the movie to hit the way it hits and I'm like that's writing that's like writing right there that's not that's <laughs> as much as it is like everything else um but I do have one like uh uh nitpicky thing about this movie wait, wait, wait. before we go on to nitpicks can we do you have do you fuse... have no, no no can we infuse a little more praise yes okay it? fine oh, um <laughs> I I loved the fact that, like, because you mentioned, like, the last bit of the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like, the last section. Um, I don't know if you know this, and I had to have it pointed out to me, too. It's like, um, Jen, like, there's no music. There's no score. There's no song. There it's, is not? No, it's just you and, like, the Jets. I don't think and, I, I don't think I, and, I knew that. Because you're just so into, and I think part of it is, like, it, there are parts of this film where uh, I watched an IMAX where it's like they're trying to get you to be like you're in this jet, and it's so sick. And I, I, you know, there isn't music again until, uh, again, like spoiler alerts, until it gets to like the Mission Impossible part of the movie, mm-hmm. you know. 
but when you're in the jet, it's just the Jets. And just some other great things is like, I mean, I know they're not in it for too much, but Ed Harris, John Hamm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, yeah, they they like uh like they understood the assignment, you know, and they just they nailed it. They're so good in it. Like I think everyone is really good in it. And um I at first uh you know you know the beach like football scene, which <laughs> is like the beach football. At first I when I watched it, right? And I was like, okay, they're playing football on the beach and there's a lot of quick cuts, you know, which is like what means like, you know, nothing's going on. They're just trying to make sense out of maybe like B-roll or something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and at one point I saw like two footballs and I was like, oh, that takes me out of my element because that makes no sense, right? And then he's explaining to John Hamm that you have to play offense and defense at the same time. And I'm like, oh, well, now I can't stop thinking about it, but I'm pretty sure that still doesn't make any sense. But I don't care because everyone is so jacked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love it. Um, what did you think of, like, the Miles Teller, Tom Cruise, like, I guess for lack of a better word, like, chemistry? Because I – did you I, – I have friends who were, like, they got – they started tearing up at the end there. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like so um so like behind the scenes casting stuff the Glenn Powell who plays um what is his like hangman hangman um has been very vocal about how much he wanted to be rooster uh, mm-hmm, and like he auditioned for it and like they ended up giving him hangman and he was like kind of like upset about it at first but like when you watch the movie like there's literally nobody else who could have played rooster like they just i mean that chemistry is like off the charts and like you can say whatever you want about miles teller like i don't know personal like personally like i guess maybe he's a little problematic and stuff but like he's one of my favorites because i mean you and i both love whiplash i love spectacular now like um i love spectacular now and so do you i think it's I think he's so, like, not underrated, like, he's just such a good actor, and I don't think that it would have worked with anybody else, or at least, you know, as Glenn Powell, uh, you know, being Rooster or whatever. Um, he, I don't know, I, I just thought the movie was so well casted in general, and... I'm gonna we can come back to being effusive but that's one of the points that I want to make like Mm. there are like five other people in that training session that you like never see like so there's like a crew of like 10 12 people who are training on this like death mission right and like obviously the movie is about rooster and hangman and like um I forget phoenix and um they're like bob two other whatever but like it was just, it was kind of a big deal when like um Manny Jacinto, our favorite from the good, yeah. good place, like was cast and like he was really excited about it. He's not in the movie. <laughs> See, I, was so I mean upset. his faces. No, I know. Like you, like combined total, he's probably on screen for like twenty-four seconds. Like it's really just so like to me, just like, ugh, like this is like and I just don't think there was any like 
room for him. Like, it's the movie's not about him. The movie's about this, like, core group who end up going on this mission, and it's about Tom Cruise. And, like, I get all of that. But, like, I then feel like they could have just casted yeah. other people and, like, for sure. soldiers. And that, like, made me upset. I spent the whole movie just trying to be like, oh, is he going to come out? And, like, I don't know, even the beach football scene like i'm just like oh can they show him a little bit no okay cool like it just i don't know that was my only gripe with the movie where i'm just like you have other people in this cast and people who are like a cult like people of color and like for sure you know yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna cast that yeah then then don't do manny jacinto like, don't do him dirty yeah, like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just cast um, like a stunt double or something or stunt exactly, person. Exactly. Um, 100%, 100%. But yeah, I mean, we can go back to effusiveness. That was my only problem with the movie. Like, I legitimately thought this was so much fun, and I think I want to go watch it again. Oh, I mean, I have – I will say, it's not like a perfect film. It's just kind of no. like you said, like, it is so much fun. I actually have more, like, issues with the movie, too, is, like, I – this guy – just like literally cannot die i guess like he he yeah. explodes in a an experimental jet that's yes, yes. breaking the laws of physics you know what yeah. i mean um it, it like this no movie and, bones, and the first you know? movie like rewards bad behavior right, like, right, right he right. literally is doing all the things that you shouldn't be doing and doing all the things you shouldn't be doing as somebody who you know is supposed to be a mentor and like role model for people and that yeah it, it does it does sort of uh reward bad behavior but tom cruise is so charming i know i know and he's got and that, also that, things work out so that's the other thing right like, and yeah it always ends like he's got that patented tom cruise smile that is yes, so yes. great you so know high wattage um it's i also was like uh you know when they're doing that that mission at the very end i'm like oh so this is just Star Wars now, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, where he it literally I was like, he's like, no, I don't need the laser. I'm just like, uh, Luke, is that, <laughs> is that this, you? Is that you? This is this is that's like 50 years ago. We're still doing this, yeah, you know, yeah, um, yeah. and I thought I was going to be when when they land right, and when Rooster comes back. And it gets into mm -hmm. the Mission Impossible section of the movie. I really mm -hmm. thought, I, I remember thinking to myself, oh, well, this is where I guess they jumped the shark and I'm probably not going to like it as much. And no, still no. like it. Still great. Yeah. Yeah. We're great. You know? So it is a little bit for me, but it, it I had to recalibrate for sure because it went from Top Gun to Star Wars to Mission Impossible back to Top Gun. Mm -hmm. So I did have to like recalibrate a little bit, but mm. still, still thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. And you know, going back to Val Kilmer and Iceman, I thought um, there's so many ways to play that wrong, and they played it like the one way, like the most perfect way. Yeah. Yeah. You know where it, there was so much, like there was so much honoring and respecting of both the character, the actor and the diagnosis yeah you know that it was like pitch perfect you know it's like what like there's no you can't really complain about anything here you know you can't nitpick anything in when it comes to the handling of you know throat cancer and, and val kilmer mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. it, it was just so so pitch perfect um 
yeah, this the movie's fire. It's so really bad. good. Um, my my wife and I watched it like a really late showing, and she was like, "I'm probably gonna fall asleep," and I was and like, then... "That's fine." <laughs> I was like, "That's fine. I get it." Because we were we were watching it with with a, with a friend of ours, and because he really wanted to watch it like that night, and I was like, "It's fine, honey. You know, we're just going to to celebrate." You'll just this take guy. a nap. Yeah, you just yeah, take a nap you're, there. You're, yeah, and she was locked in the whole time. <laughs> so yeah, it was it was great. It was great. It, like you said, most fun I've had in a movie in a really long time. And it just goes to show, like, Tom Cruise, he's the last of the Mohegans, man. He's the he's the last the last giant American movie star. He just is. 1,000%. As weirdo of a person he oh, no, weirdo. Be, um, like, there's no one quite like him. And, like, it does make me kind of sad, like, the last of these, like, big-time movie stars are, like, I mean, dying out seems so dramatic, but you know what I mean? There isn't, it, it just like the landscape looks different and like with the removal of like mass culture and like things like that, like, I just don't know when we'll see another like movie star like him. And it, it's, it's Never. kind of sad. Yeah. Never. But that's because, okay like, because he is literally doesn't age and will be with us until the end of time and um, will outlive us all. Honestly, it's so bizarre to think like this, but I'm like so jacked for the next Mission Impossible now. Mm. You know, and I know they obviously have nothing to do with each other, but they kind of do because it's Tom Cruise. But and that's 2023? I think so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Part one of two. That, yeah. Um. So, so yeah, if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, uh, don't really need to. I guess you can. Just check it out. But Top Gun, please, please watch. Um. Teacher Mutant Ninja Turtles no longer on Netflix, but Paddington 2 still on HBO Max. Check that you out. You won't regret it. Yeah. Um, apologize. We ran out of time and we didn't prep for obsession. Do you have the... an obsession? If I think if you go first, I can come up with one. Okay. I have. I have. Do you have an one? An obsession. Yeah. All right. Go for it. Okay. While you're thinking about yours, um, ladies and gentlemen, Harry Styles is back. <laughs> He's been back for a couple of weeks since uh, the, we last recorded, but like I love his new album. Like I think it's so good, and I actually like. I don't. I don't like Harry Styles in the way that a lot of people like Harry Styles, which is like very attractive man that people want to bone. Like I. I just like really like his music, and I've loved his like first two albums, and this this album slaps the title song as it was is really catchy and it just puts me in a good mood the entire album top to bottom really great and then i'm gonna go see him in august so i'm very excited about that wow okay all right um that was really fast oh are you still thinking do you want me to vamp more (laughs) no no i don't know i i may have mentioned this before have i mentioned righteous gemstones before Yes, you have. Right. Can you pick a different one? It was last week. That was that really the last one? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Dang. I remember very little things, but I do remember that one. Remember that one? Okay. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think if I have another one since then. I, I don't... mean, you don't have to. You don't yeah. have to. I don't. I don't think I do right now. I don't think I. Okay. Have okay. Well, everybody, go check out. Harry Styles on behalf of both of us then. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so remember to rate, review, subscribe on uh, on iTunes, on SoundCloud, on Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, see y'all. You want to say bye, Jen? Bye.
Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to us.